Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through 34. Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than them? And of and which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, what are we going to eat or what are we going to drink or what will we wear for the Gentiles seek after all these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and then all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right. Well, an amazing passage today here, uh, midway through the Sermon on the Mount, joined by the great Greg Conley. And, you know, I, I actually, this was one of my passages for my Advent devotional, that oh, like nice. the Advent devotional that a bunch of us helped write. This is one of them. So I'm going to try to not directly regurgitate <laughs> what everyone read like a month ago. Um, but, you know, just... One of the most comforting passages in the Bible, um, some of the most stunning imagery, um, and gosh, just so many amazing, amazing things we can pull from this and apply to our lives and, and that just change the way that we view the world. So Greg, as we jump into this, um, you know, we got birds, we got lilies, we got fires, we got all sorts of things today. What are your thoughts? What do you see going on in this passage today? Uh, I mean, I think this, this, um, you, you know, I think it's interesting that today, or I think we t- probably talk about anxiety, human anxiety more than ever before in oh, yeah. human history. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I think that it is interesting today, the way we talk about anxiety, but he's actually highlighting something that's not, you know, um, that is, I think probably universal to all human experience, which mm-hmm. is being concerned about what are you going to eat? What are you going to drink? Are you going to have clothes? You know, are you going to have a home? All those kinds yeah. of things yeah. are legitimate things to desire. I mean, you should, food and water are, are, are goods, right? Yeah. Um, but like, but the idea that concerning yourselves with them is, um, you know, is sort of a not putting your trust in your father. You're, you're sort of trying to do it yourself. And I think that a lot of times in, in life as a Christian, what you find is you, you maybe intuitively understand that God can provide for you whatever you need, but mm. you kind of sort of want to do it on your own. You, yeah. you just kind of want to do your own thing. Um, and I think that um, this reminds me of uh, Moses um, leading the the children of Israel out of Egypt and he, when he's supposed to speak to the rock and he hits the rock. Mm. And I used to live in the Negev desert. And the truth is, is that if you go to the Negev today, uh, the it rains maybe once every 10 years, but the rain collects underwater in these sort of, limestone caverns 
And if you know how to find them, you can actually break through rock and make water come forward for a long period of time. Hmm. And so part of what's interesting to a Bedouin about that story is that Moses knows there's water back there. Yeah. But God wants him to speak to the rock. Hmm. And so Moses really robs God of his glory because he's like, I know I can make this happen, right? Yeah. I can do this, right? Yeah. I, I can make this water come forward. I don't need to speak to the rock. Why do we go through this rigmarole? Sort of the same thing in your own life, right? You, you know, yeah, God can provide you with a job and a house and with food, but like you can do it yourself too. Mm-hmm. And so you sort of like step in there and think I'm going to do this for myself. And that leads to anxiety because mm-hmm. you're re- then you once again, you're kind of relying on your own, on your own strength, on your own wisdom, which is, you know, a mistake. Um, and so I think like he's talking about some really fundamental truth. And I think it's also interesting that to me, this is a counterpoint to um, sort of Eastern thought. You know, if you talk to anyone, especially you see this a lot, I think probably like a lot of Instagram posts, a lot of stuff on walls and houses. Yeah. This really like, don't worry about stuff, you know, like mm-hmm. live, laugh, love, all that kind of stuff. Like, um, like you don't need to worry about things, but it's grounded in Eastern philosophy. And if you, if you know much about, you know, Buddhism and things like that, the idea there is don't worry about things because things have no meaning. Mm. You should not g- gain any attachment to anything. You oh. should not be worried about tomorrow because tomorrow has no meaning. And really you have no meaning, right? You really kind of become one with the universe yeah. and you're going to kind of fade into this one massive thing. And this is a direct contradiction of that. Mm. You know, Jesus is saying, don't worry about tomorrow because your father loves you mm. because you do have meaning and you do have worth. Yeah. And so he will not let bad things happen to you. Eastern philosophy says, don't worry about anything because you are ultimately meaningless and everything is meaningless. I think especially today when those ideas are subtle. I mean, I don't think there's a lot of, you know, Buddhists running around Atlanta sort of telling you that, but those are subtle ideas that kind of come in. You know, you don't worry about tomorrow because like tomorrow's meaningless. And this is a direct contradiction of that. And it's a beautiful contradiction because Mm -hmm. the idea is you don't need to worry about tomorrow because your father loves you, not because that, that you're not worth worrying about. And I think that, I think especially today, is a really important message, not just for us, but but also to counteract that in in prevailing culture about why is it important? Who are you trusting in a why? And what is that? What is what is God being the creator of all things imply about you? Yeah. And one thing it implies is you are created, and that because you are created, you have dignity and worth, and that God loves you. Amen. Such a great word, uh, and just such helpful perspective. You know, I, I think there's a an important thing to note. Um, that kind of it's like the entry point into this like let's call it a philosophy of life this like you know anxiety free life that Jesus is offering there's a very important important uh, linchpin right at the beginning uh, which is therefore and so this is all built on what he has just said Um, and you know this is kind of what I got into a little bit with the Advent devotional Mm -hmm. but if you look back over yesterday's reading or just over chapter six or over the entire Sermon on the Mount, then you'll quickly see, you know, this is kind of like the first like balm of like calming words after Jesus has commanded you to, you know, give just with absolute self-abandoning generosity, you know, the Lord's prayer. It's like this very simple, like, just pray for your daily bread. Your father knows all the things that you need. Just ask for daily bread. You know, these words on fasting. And then yesterday's passage, it, it lands um, in, in this place of, you know, you cannot serve God and money. I think where, you know, the, the Hobby Lobby mentality and the Hobby Lobby usage of, 
this, like, look at the birds of the heaven and the lilies Mm -hmm. of the field, where that can break down is when we try to take this promise of, of peace and calm and tranquility and rest and apply it to a life that is in service to the things of earth. Mm, And so like, if we are living for the treasures of earth, if we are living for the approval of others and the praise of men, then you are not going to be able to fully access this sense of security that Jesus freely offers. Mm -hmm. There's something standing in the way. And it's right there in 24, uh, uh, Matthew 6, which we read yesterday. You cannot serve two math masters. You either love one and hate the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. Mm-hmm. And so this does like, it's all built on this wholehearted devotion to God, which implies this really like dangerous life of faith where you are giving generously. You're doing things that do not make sense to the world. Yeah. And if if you're living a life that otherwise makes complete sense to a non-believer, then you are not setting yourself up to live mm-hmm. in this this protection and peace that Jesus offers. And so it really is so important to see like the context of it, it, we should be blown away by the grace and kindness in Jesus's words here, but we should also see that it implies that you're following the rest of his commands here, which are dangerous. They're (laughs) reckless seeming, right? Um, But if we do follow in the way of Jesus, if we are disciples of him, apprentices of him, man, what an amazing promise. Mm -hmm. Because what this is saying is that God's attention and his affection rest fully upon you Mm -hmm. you have god's undivided attention and you have god's undivided affection as his child and so what could you know sustain that life of you know this dangerous radical life of faith what could sustain that more than the wholehearted affection and attention of the father Mm -hmm. and you know it results in this life where you know that your father knows what you need and so, you know, you, you don't, you have, I, I love the line of the hymn, um, Grace Thy Faithfulness. You know, you have strength for today and hope for tomorrow. Yeah. Just taking your daily bread and knowing that it's also going to be there tomorrow. That's beautiful. Yeah. Just like you, Greg. <laughs> do, you have, do you have any other thoughts? Uh, no, man. No, that's awesome. Man. All right. Well, I love it. Um, may we be such people. And, uh, you know, I do think we should at least, uh, acknowledge this amazing this amazing line in verse 33 seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things will be added so may we be such people who seek first his kingdom and uh and wake up every day to find the daily bread that we need amen man well for the great greg conley this is will carlisle and we'll see you tomorrow on our daily rhythm thanks for listening to our daily rhythm I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. 
We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.